श्रीला गुरुदेव की जाय श्रीमन महाप्रभु की जाय श्री हरि नाम संकीर्तन की जाय गौर भक्तवृंद की जाय गौर प्रेमानंद हरि हरि सो गुड मॉर्निंग टू ऑल ऑफ यू थैंक्स सो मच फॉर कमिंग and i'm very glad again to be present here and i'm grateful for the devotees to have been invited to to the ashram here having the darshan of the vaishnavas and of sriman mahaprabhu <coughs> which is very auspicious since we are also speaking these days about mahaprabhu's leelas in navadvip което е много благоприятно, че тези дни говорим за лилата за заболението на Махапрабху в Навади. So we are today continuing with the series of pastimes that we have been describing these days of Mahaprabhu in Sri Navadvipam. Сега продължаваме с серията от забавления на Махапрабху, които описвахме тези дни в Шидан. So during the last the past the past three days we have spoken we have given about an introduction about who Mahaprabhu is and what's the importance of his manifestation. And then, then we spoke about his appearance, his lilas and childhood, his lilas when he was more grown up as a teenager and so on. So this there are four ages generally describing connection to Bhagavan and Mahaprabhu when they unfold the lila on earth. <coughs> they are Kumar, Poganda, Kishore and Jovana. No need to repeat that. <laughs> so Kumar is from birth to five years. Kumar is from to five Poganda is from 6 to 10 years. Poganda от 6 до 10 години. Kishore is from 11 to 15 years. Kishore от 11 до 15. And Jovana is from 16 years onwards. И Jovana от 16 нататък. So yesterday we finished describing the Jovana lila of Mahaprabhu. Вчера приключихме с описанието на Jovana лилата на Mahaprabhu. And from now on we will continue describing today and these days or other passages that occur in that same period from 16 onwards. <coughs> But as usual we will build, do a brief summary and recap of what we saw last class yesterday. So yesterday we studied the Kishore Lila and the Jovana Lila of Mahaprabhu. No, from 11 to 15 and from 16 Onwards. So his Kishore Lila, when he's from 11 to 15, is connected to Mahaprabhu being Nimai Pandit. When he becomes, starts to give Sanskrit classes, he himself becomes a teacher, being very young. I'm being totally absorbed into knowledge and studies and not so much not, not being a devotee yet officially. 
е бил и е толкова много потопен в познание, в изучаване, все още официално не е предано отдаване. И описахме как преданоданите в Навадвип са страдали дълбоко, защото той е толкова, бил толкова прекрасно учен, но не е Вайшнав. So all of them were thinking if just Nimai will become a Vaishnav, what will become of all of us? And, and they started to pray for him in like a chain prayer. All the inhabitants of Nav, may Nimai Pandit become a Vaishnav, may Nimai Pandit become a Vaishnav. И всички те си казали, Лели, колко би било хубаво, ако той стане бак, какво ще се случи, започнали всички да се молят, нека Нимай Пандит стане Вайшнав, нека And by the prayers and blessings of the Vaishnav, Nimai Pandit became a Vaishnav eventually. That's how it works, basically. We become Vaishnav by the blessings of the Vaishnavs. But again, this is to happen in a while, not yet. Still he's a pundit and he likes to challenge everyone for debate and is totally into that mode. Но това се случи след малко. Все още е пандит и опитва и обича да призвиква всеки и е в това настроение. But in the context of the unfolding of his Vaishnavism, for example, Ishvara Puri, who is to become eventually Mahaprabhu's guru, visits Navadvip. Но за да се развият канемата Вайшнавска сока, Ишвара Пури, който стане негово гуру, посещава Навадвип. And Nimai is serving him and it started to manifest here and there are some ecstatic symptoms of Prem in that context. So that's the beginning of a relationship that, as we, as we have seen after, gets consummated in Gaia when Nimai receives Diksha from Ishmael Apur. Then we describe how Nimai as a teacher was traveling and giving classes outside of Navadip and one time by traveling her his wife Lakshmi Priya, his first wife, because of pain of separation and Nimai not returning, she died. So at this situation Nimai's mother, Sachi Devi, was very much afflicted. В тази ситуация майката на Нимай Сачи Деви е много била така поразена. Защото казахме, преди да бъде роден Нимай, тя изгубила 8 дъщери. И тя има един по-голям син, Вишварук, който напуска къща и става Саньяс. After a brief time, her own husband, Jaganat Mishra, passed away. След кратко време на един собствен съпруг, Jaganat Mishra, And now Nimai's younger, young wife passed away also. So it's only her with her Nimai, which is still a child. So Sachi felt that the necessity may Nimai get married again. And all the arrangements were made and he eventually married Vishnupriya, who will become his second and last wife, if you will, in the Lila. И така се правят аранжиментите, той се оженва за Вишнутрия, която става неговата втора и последна съпруга. И след това завършихме нашето описание на Кишор Лилата с това как Нимай побеждава Кишор Кашмири. So he was a Dik Vijay, a very well-known pundit who defeated everyone. Той е бил Dik Vijay, много известен пандит, който побеждава всички. 
but but Nimai once one day invited him to compose poetry for the Ganges, Ganges, and, and, and he recited ten, composed ten one hundred verses in one hour, and Nimai said, very nice. So now can you explain the verse, whatever, thirty seven or something? И един ден, и всъщност Нимай го е покарал да цитира поезия в възхода на Ганди. Той един час и цитира 100 стиха. Нимай му е казал много хубаво, може да коментираш стих Хеди Койси. И той му е казал, как да помнеш бърс? И той му е казал, след експлонация, сега му показваме на дефекти и бърсите. Той му е казал, че не са дефекти, само бърсите. И Нимай показал някои дефекти. И Панди бе тотали обърнал и не знае какво да кажа. И той му казва, ти как ще го помниш тия стихове? И тогава Нимай му казва, добре, можеш ли да покажеш кое са грешките и кои са хубавите неща в твоите стихове? И той му казва, няма грешки, има само хубави неща. So eventually he prayed to his deity Sarasvati and Sarasvati revealed to him that person that defeated you is my own deity. И той се е молил на Сарасвати, този пандит. И тя ме казва, този тази личност, която победи, е всъщност моето божество, което аз съдържава. И в този момент Кешева Кашмири се отдава на Нима и това е края на Кешор Лилата. And then as we concluded last night, we describe also the Jobana Lila, the beginning of the Jobana Lila after 60 years in the life of Nimai. And there Nimai is no longer called Nimai Pandit, but mostly Bhavuk Nimai, which means like ecstatic Nimai. Because this has to do with his conversion to Vaishnavism after initiation with Ishwar Puri. So we describe how Nimai went on pilgrimage to sacred place of Gaya and then he met Ishwar Puri and he received Diksha from him. And immediately after receiving mantra, he started to chant the mantra and exhibit all the ecstatic symptoms that Shastra says you can exhibit by chanting mantra, you can feel by chanting the mantra. It's not that he was chanting mantra for 10 years, two lifetimes, and only then ecstasy came. He will just recite half mantra and fall on the ground and cry and so on. So eventually he returned to Navadi, but remember all Navadi was praying, Maini Mai became a Vaishnav, so now the news came, he became a Vaishnav, so everyone was rejoicing. But also they were concerned because he became a bai- too much Vaishnav. It was too much of a Vaishnav, just crying and rolling on the ground and the next day. Everyone was concerned. What type of Vaishnav is that? It's very extreme by form of Vaishnavism, basically. For example, as a teacher of Sanskrit grammar, he started to give classes explaining all verbal roots as a name of Krishna and giving very unique interpretation to Sanskrit grammar, to everything in the context of ecstasy and Krishna Bhakti. So 
back to your second uh, So at one point in my conclusion, I cannot teach any longer Sanskrit, so I will open. He closed that school and he will open, as we will see more today, a new school, the school of Sankirtan in the house of Sribas. И той в момента значи не може повече да преподава санскрит, затворил тази школа, отворил новата школа, която, както казваш, на Санкиртан в къщата на Шривас. И, както казахме, имало е дори някаква позиция на това Санкертан и Жене в самия Навадвип и Махапрабху се проявява в различни форми като Багаван, за да успокои своите предани и да им каже спокойно няма опасно, всичките дори ще ги Накрая приключихме с това как на сцената излиза Нитянанда Прабу и как Махапрабху го намира и го среща. И как непрекъснато показва пред Махапрабху предварителите вещания и кой всъщност е Нитянанда и как никой не трябва да разбере погрешно неговия Абадут. We conclude describing this Vyasa Puja ceremony where Nityananda he exhibited his Avadut side totally and So today we will have some of more of those Lilas as well. But that was what we saw last last night. So today we will continue, today and tomorrow. Uh, we will have like further lilas of Mahaprabhu in Navadip in this Jovana period after 16 years till the 24 years when he will accept sannyas basically. So let's begin with one lila in which Mahaprabhu will meet Pundarik Vidyanidhi. So it is said that one day, out of the blue, Mahaprabhu started to shout and call, Pundarik, Pundarik, Father, Father, Pundarik. And crying, crying while calling him, so everyone was looking at Mahaprabhu, nobody understood what's going on, who are you calling? And as we will see, and, and but just I'm giving you the trailer, Pundarik Vidya needing Krishna Lila is Brishabhanu Maharaj, Sri Radha's father. So at that moment Mahaprabhu was in Radha Bhav and so calling his father in Krishna Lila, if you will. But again, most of his associates still were not able to understand what's going on at that moment. So they asked Mahaprabhu, like, who are you calling? And Mahaprabhu started to speak about Pundarik Vidyanidhi and the greatness of his devotion and, and he and, and, and he was feeling the need of meeting him as soon as possible. Now, so he asked his associate, please bring him as soon as possible to me. I can no longer tolerate the separation from him. 
И той казва на своите служени, моля ви, доведете го при мен, възможно най-бързо, не мога повече да търпя разделата в него. So Неговите спътници започват да търсят Пундарик на всякъде из народи, но подобно на когато търсиха Нитянанда, не могли да го намерят. Why? Because it is said that Pundarik Vidyanidhi had disguised himself as a Bishai or as a mundane sense enjoyer. He did that as a way of trying to hide his own devotional feelings and not get the attention of the crowd, if you will. Емоции, свързани с дойността, да не привлича вниманието на това пара. Това може да видим много често големи вечнави, така да правят да се дегизират, за може хората да ги пренебрегват и да мислят за тях лошо и да ги оставят на мира да си правят бажена. But generally their own love for Krishna eventually comes to the surface and they are no longer able to hide at that point. Но в крайна сметка тяхната любов към Кришна изплува на повърхността и те не могат да крият повече. Но това е, че Пундарик Бедианиди е върхи на Навадук, той е от едно място, което е Читагонг. Пундарик в един момент пристига в Навадук, то е от едно място, наречено Читагонг. Това е един асоциат от Махапрабху, който е от Читагонг, който е Мукунда Дата. Има още един спътник на Махапрабху, който е от Читагонг, който е от Мукунда Дата. So he knew Mukunda knew Mukundarik Vidyanidhi very very good very well. Mukunda know the So at one point Pundarik arrived to Navadvip and Mukunda knew where he was. So, and he was very Mukunda was close friends with Gadadhar Pandit. So he knew Gadadhar Pandit is a Vaishnav from birth and he is very attached to So every time a Vaishnava Sadhu was coming to Navadvi, Gadadhar would be like very happy to meet that Vaishnava and has, have his her darshan. So knowing this, Mukunda went to Gadadhar and said, a great Mahabhagavat is coming to now, is, has come to Navadip, so I would like to introduce him to you, I know him. So he took him to the place where Pundarik Bidyanidhi was staying and Gadadhar was very excited about the prospect of meeting such a personality. It is said that Pundarik Bidyanidhi was a disciple of Madhavendra Puri, which means he was a, a god-brother of Mahaprabhu's guru, Ishvara Puri, who was a senior of Mahaprabhu in that sense. Той всъщност е бил ученик на Мада Вендра Пури и който го правил духовен брат на гуруто на Махапрабху, Мишвара Пури. So finally Gadadhar and Mukunda arrived to the place of Pundarik Bidyanidhi and Mukunda introduced Pundarik Bidyanidhi to Gadadhar Pandit. И в крайна сметка двамата пристигат до място, където отседнал Пундарик и Мукунда ги запознава. But there was something happening at that point. Обаче в този момент се случва нещо. Because again, Pundarik Vidyanidhi was disguised as a sense enjoyer. So, 
преоблечен, нали, маскиран като такъв наслаждаващ се на сетивата. So he was wearing very fancy clothes and his hair was with oil, all decorated and perfumes, perfumes you say, like were in the whole atmosphere, so the whole atmosphere of be shy, sense enjoyment. И той е бил с много красиви дрехи, напрофилмиран с помада в косата. Цялата атмосфера била много такава светска. И той нали, застана в някаква така поздна обре, оксидана, пушил си по лата, въобще On the contrast is that Gadadhar Pandit was totally renounced and detached from his very birth and was a Vaishnav. So for him, I mean, that was the exact opposite of what a Vaishnav should be. Gadadhar didn't say anything, Gadadhar Pandit, but in his mind, some doubt came. Like, I mean, they told me he's a Mahabhagavad, but I mean, he's He's, he looks at least like a sense enjoyer what's going on here. И в момента той нищо не казва, че това и Мукунда нали, осъзнава какво си мисли Гададара по изражението му и за да може нали, да му помогне да коригира ситуацията и спява един стих. This is a very famous verse from the Bhagavatam in which Uddhava is glorifying the exalted extreme mercy of Krishna, the extreme merciful nature of Krishna. Това е един стих от Бхагаватам, където Уддава възхвалява екстремната милостивост на Кришна. So the verse says, Ахубакиям стана калакутам, дикям сапаяпадия пясатуи, левенгатинга триочитам татоням камбам даялум шаранам браджима. So here Uda is saying, how can anybody surrender to someone more merciful than Krishna? Basically, there's nobody more merciful than Krishna. And which is the proof of this? And he gives the example of Putana. Here we have this lady who appears as a mother, disguised as a very affectionate mother. Presenting himself, offering her breast to nourish the child apparently. But actually having a smeared poison on her breast and wanting to kill him. So what can be more terrible than that? That will be in all the news. Like a lady appearing as a mother but actually wanting to kill a newborn baby, that's like the worst possible thing you can imagine. So you have that extreme on one side and the other extreme is how Krishna reacted to that. He gave her Batsali Abhavan a position in Golog as a mother. Това е нали от едната крайност, другата каква е реакция на Кришна, другата крайност, той дава Талия Бах и позиция в Глоба Вриндаван. Това е какво ви казваме, че това е Дивайн Инжастис. 
You това, don't deserve that, but it's there. No, and, and... Това, което наричаме божествено, не справедливо. Го заслужаваш, но е там. So would I say, how can there be someone more merciful than Krishna? И тогава да казва, как може има някакъв по-милостив от Кришна? And how can somebody surrender to someone else apart from such a merciful Krishna? И как може някой да се отдаде на някой друг, освен на толкова милостивия Кришна? So basically, Mukunda sang this verse, which is a very beautiful verse. And... Yeah. Yeah. And the moment that the, the sound of the verse entered into the ears of Pundarik Vidyanidhi, he immediately reacted to the verse. And he started to shout in ecstasy, Ha ah, Krishna, Ha ah, Krishna. And he fell from his sofa to the floor and started rolling on the ground and crying and exhibit all these ecstatic symptoms. And in ecstasy he took all his fine silks and sort of broke all that and his hair and it was like rolling on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> So you can imagine Gadadhar Pandit was witnessing that and realizing, oh my God, I was considering this person a sense enjoyer and he's actually Mahabhagava. So he started to think in his mind, actually I engage in very grave Vaishnava apparat. So in his mind he felt the only way that I can counter can can counteract this offense is by accepting this person Pundarbidanidi as my guru. In Shastra it is said that if you offend someone in, in, in your mind, you can counteract that by begging forgiveness in your mind. If you offend with your words, you can be- counteract the offense with your words. And if you offend with your body, like physically attacking, you have to contract by using your body to render service to that person you you, you offended. So one could say, well, Gadar Pandit could have begged forgiveness in his mind because he offended in the mind and that's all, no problem. But in his sincerity, he felt, no, no, I want to take the most intense possible way of counteracting this offense, so he accepted him as his, as his guru, basically. So he shared this idea to Mukunda, I would like to have him as my guru because of this, and Mukunda presented the whole situation to Pundarik with Yanidhi. И той споделил цялото това нещо на, на Мукунда, който представил ситуацията на Пундарик Бидиниди. Really nice, so и представил нали, така качествата и отдадеността на Гададар и неговата перспектива като ученик. И Пундарик бил много щастлив, казал да, ще го приема. Uh, so it is said that eventually uh, Pundarik, uh, Mahaprabhu met Gadadhar Pandit, I mean met Pundarik Vidyanidhi for the first time. 
каза, че в крайна сметка Махапрабху срещна за първи път Пундарик Бидянидис. Uh, he fainted in the first meeting with Pundarik Bidyanidhi. Mahaprabhu was his usual. Както ви коледа, Махапрабху припадна при първата интересна. And when returning to external consciousness, he started to serve him and worship him like, just like a, like a father. И когато възвърна своето така външно съзнание, той започна да го обожава както един баща трябва да бъде. So all the associates came and Mahaprabhu introduced Pundarik Bidyanidhi to the whole group and he joined, if you will, the Sankirtan party. И тогава нали, дошли останалите, той го представил и Пундарик се присъединил към цялата група. So it is said at that point Gadadhar Pandit shared also with Mahaprabhu his idea of accepting Pundarik Bidyanidhi as his guru and Mahaprabhu totally agreed and said do it as soon as possible. Тогава Гададара споделил с Махапрабху своята идея да да приеме Пундарик като свой гуру и той се съгласил и каза, например, възможно най-скоро. So it is said that they selected some auspicious day for the ceremony and on that moment Гададар Пандит officially became the disciple of Пундарик Пидянини. И те избрали нали, благоприятна дата, така да се проведе това посещение и в този момент татъка Гададар стана ученик на Пундарик. So Гададар Пандит, as we mentioned, is Sri Radha in Gorlila. And Pundarik Bidyanidhi is Brishabhanu Maharaj, father and daughter. Gadadara is Radharani in Krishna Liva, and Pundarik is the father, the father and the daughter. So in the same way in Gorlila the relationship continues because Radha, Gadadar, becomes the disciple or son, child of his father guru Pundarik Bidyanidhi. And in this way we see how the relationship continues because Radha, Gadadar, So then the narration continues sharing with us uh, some of the Abadut Lila Sapsinitananda Prabhu. Which I can see they are one of your favorite sections of this <laughs> So it is said that at this point Nityananda was staying at the house of, of Srivas, Srivas Pandit. But while being there he behaved just like a child. Even to the point that he was being breastfed by, by Malini who is Srivas' wife. So one day Mahaprabhu came to Srivas' house and sees Nityananda behaving in such a way and all of them like supporting his behavior in Srivas' house, spoiling him. So Mahaprabhu wanted to put to test Srivas Pandit and ask him Why are you maintaining such a crazy person in your house? Now why are you keeping such an Abadut here who is doing whatever he likes and you are just like supporting him in all these things? So he was testing to see how Srivas replies to that. So Srivas passed the test. He said, even if Nityananda Prabhu is drinking wine and going around with prostitutes, my faith in him will not like move from, from an inch. So Mahaprabhu is like exploding in, in, in 
enjoy by hearing that reply. He said, even if someday Lakshmi Devi has to go out and beg the goddess of fortune, nothing will be lacking in your house by having such a behavior for Nityananda, towards Nityananda. So that, that's the point, no? Even if the goddess of fortune, who, I mean, fortune is with her, she goes to ruin and has to beg, Nityananda is providing whatever one needs. So that, that Sri Vaspandi is a very example of that type of exemplary grihasta, basically. I think once we shared that Lila, that, that actually Sri Vaspandi is not working, <laughs> he has big family his brothers live with him he's not working and he's hosting Mahaprabhu every day in his house for Kirtan so one day Mahaprabhu asked him like how do you maintain your, your wife your children your family I mean your brothers, everyone is living here, and you're. I, I never see you going to the office or selling anything. <laughs> and Shiva's simple reply: I just clap three times, huh? and if Lakshmi Devi is not providing what I need, I clap an, another time. And if that's not happening, I'll just jump into the Ganga. <laughs> of course he was there, he never jumped into the Ganga, no? So it means he clapped and Lakshmi was there providing whatever he was needing. <laughs> so the idea was he's totally absorbing serving Mahaprabhu and by if you really do that and have faith in that all the arrangement for whatever you need will be perfectly provided. Krishna says that in the Gita, to my surrendered devotee, I provide whatever they need. But we have to have faith in his words. <laughs> so, another Leela connected in this direction is narrated in Chaitanya Bhagavat, which is a very nice pastime with a dream that Sachi Devi has. So in this dream, we see there are many dreams in, in the Leela, no? there are many things happening in dreams. So also the more we live our life awakened, in, in deep way, many things will happen in dreams to us as well. Maybe now we have more nightmares than other things. <laughs> and maybe we wake up, we wake up and still the nightmare is going on. <laughs> but the more we awake to reality, awaken to reality, even the dreams will be part of that awakened reality. So this is a case of someone like Sachi Devi. So once she was dreaming of Krishna Balaram being on the altar, 
But as we know, for them, the deities are not just like a figure that is not moving, but they are really there, moving, speaking, interacting. So Krishna Balaram were there in the throne on the altar. But Gornitai appeared on the scene. Which of course they are Krishna Balaram. <laughs> but in another Lila. No? So Gornitai start to tell Krishna Balaram, get down from the altar. <laughs> no? your, your age is over. No? The age of the Vaisyas is over. Now the age of the Brahmanas has come, have come. And Krishna Balaram said, no, no, we won't go down from the altar. We are here. No, no, you go down. And Gornitai start like to bring Krishna Balaram down from the altar. And they start to eat the offerings that were made to Krishna Balaram. And Gornitai And like this, no, this struggle is going on and Sachi is witnessing all that in, in her dream. And she said that eventually Gornitananda defeated Krishna Bala. We are Kali Yuga, it's our age, your age has gone already, the upper Yuga is over, let us go into the altar. And when once Gornitananda are in the altar, Nityananda tells Sachi, I'm hungry. So you see, I'm hungry, feed me, and then the dream is over and Sachi awakes. So you can imagine when Sachi was awakened. Like try to imagine you have a dream like that and what do you do when you woke up? So she ran to Nimai and shared the dream with, with, with him. So Nimai said, don't make a thing out of this, do not tell anybody. But Nitai said that he was hungry, so we have to invite him to, for lunch here. <laughs> So Nimai organizes everything and tells Nitai, my Sachi, my Ma is inviting you for lunch, but please come home but behave properly. <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> So in this this time Nitai were was considerably a nice boy. <laughs> so it is say that Gore and Nityananda were there seated and Sachi was just serving them prasad assisted by Ishan who was like the house servant. But it is say that also. And at that moment when she was serving to Gorni Tananda, she had like a vision of them appearing like Krishna Balaram. So Sachi faints in front of that vision. So eventually Nimai wakes her up and she goes running to her room, starts like to cry and cry and cry. So on another Another Lila in this connection at this time is uh, in connection to the Naik Sankirtan Lila in Sriva Sangam. <coughs> so 
So we spoke about that yesterday, but still, actually, officially, the Nikes and Kirtan Lila will not start immediately, but are starting now at this point. Още до сега не е стартирал официално тези нощни санкиртан забавления, сега стартират. So it is said that one day Mahaprabhu called his associate and asked them, why, why you are losing your time sleeping at night? Един ден Mahaprabhu звикал, той те спътни си и казва, що губите време и спите нощно. We could do night санкиртан the whole night long. Why sleeping? Why to sleep? Можем по цяло нощ да правим санкиртан. Uh, that's a better way to spend our night doing Sankirtan rather than sleeping. What do you think? Do you agree? <laughs> you can cancel sleep from today on and just do Sankirtan <laughs> Just for you to know that in the spiritual world that will be happening. No? So, no more sleep. So sleep as much as you want now here because there are... <laughs> In Nitanaudit, Sankirtan all night, in Golok, Rasa Lila all night, so no sleep. So in this way, officially the Sankirtan Lila starts at, at night in Sriva Sangam. So this Sankirtan sometimes called Rasa Sankirtan and it's the parallel of the Rasa Lila of, of Vrindavan. So it is said that this Sankirtan was done on closed doors, you say, closed gates, private, not open. So many people wanted to enter, but they were not allowed. It was Mahaprabhu with very close associates, relishing very intimate moods. So many people and now they will stay outside of the gate and at the distance just hear the Sankirtan and, and praying for being able to enter eventually. But also, as we mentioned, there were some other people who were envious and criticizing the Sankirtan and creating all many stories what they are doing inside there, we don't know, but there are all these things like this. So it is said that on the night of the first... At the end of the first night Sankirtan in Sriva Sangam, there was a very unique pastime that took place in Sriva Sangam. This is described in great detail in Chaitanya Bhagavat. And this pastime is called Mahaprakash Lila. Mahaprakash means like great manifestation or great revelation. So as we will see, this Mahaprakashila is one that last in which Mahaprabhu starts to show himself as in different forms of Bhagavan during 21 hours in a row. He will receive Abhishek and Artik and different offerings. He will be really in the mood of Bhagavan during almost a day. <laughs> and not only he will show himself as different forms of Bhagavan and Avatar, but he will show his associates who they are in those respective lilas. 
в различни си роли на тези аватари, но ще покаже на своите спътници кои са в различните лили. And also he will show to them how he will he has had appeared in certain critical moments of their lives without them knowing that it was him. No, for example, he will call Srivas Pandit, who was the owner of the house there. And he told him, do you remember that day where Devananda Pandit was speaking the Bhagavatam? And you were hearing the Bhagavatam and feeling so much ecstasy that you started to cry and shout. But the audience didn't understand your ecstasy and kick you out of the class because they thought you were disturbing the whole lecture. And you were crying and crying and you went to one part outside and started to remember all the Bhagavatam. And at that moment you felt some very overwhelming relief inside. That means I enter your heart in that particular moment. And then he tells to Gangadas Pandit, remember Gangadas Pandit when you were chased by some people who was trying to kill you with your family? You were with your family and someone tried to kill you and your family? Ganga Das Pandit. And you were being chased and you reached a point when there was a river and you needed to cross the river. And there was no boatman to help you cross the river and, and the people who wanted to kill you were after you and almost chasing you. So at that point you decided I will jump into the river and die and a boatman came. Mahaprabhu said I was that boatman. So you can imagine how the devotees were feeling when they realized actually it was Mahaprabhu, it was not the <laughs> So then Mahaprabhu calls Kolavich Sridhar. So he was in ecstasy, he was calling one associate after the other and telling, telling their respective stories. No? So remember Kolavich Sridhar, we mentioned the other day, he was someone who was selling banana leaves. So he was not a big entrepreneur or something, just selling <laughs> banana leaves. <laughs> so he was not earn, earning that much money as you can imagine. And that little money he had, half of that he used every month for worshipping the Ganga. And the other half he will use to maintain himself. And he will chant Srinam every night. He was a great devotee, very humble, very simple. Mahaprabhu reminded him, remember when I used to go to your shop and I asked you for banana leaves and you told me, okay, this is the price and I didn't want to pay you. You asked me some price and I always was giving you half the price. And we were discussing it in a very loving way. You remember all that? And Kolabech was crying and crying and saying, yes, I remember that. 
този кола беше плачил и казва да, да, помня го съм. So in that context, Mahaprabhu reveals to Kolabit Sridhar himself as Krishna himself and being worshipped by thousands of people and Kolabit Sridhar sees that and faints. И в този момент Mahaprabhu разкрива тези си като Кришна, който бил обожаван от хиляди други личности и в този момент такава беше припазна. Mahaprabhu in this bhava of Ishwara says, wake up Sridhar and offer prayers to me. И в този, са настроен един на So he wakes up and it is said that Sarasvati incarnates in Kolabhisridhar's tongue and he starts to offer very high prayers. I mean, he was not a Sanskrit pundit, he was a seller of banana leaves. But he starts to compose very exalted poetry by the grace of Mahaprabhu and Sarasvati. Проявява на езика му, той започва нали, да рецитира някакви невероятни молитви. Може да се той не е, не е учен, той е просто продавач на бананови листа, но в този момент се рецитира някакви невероятни молитви. Всички тези молитви имат отношение към това как Бога бива завладяна от любовта на своите преди. И това Махапрабху му казва, искам да ти дам Аста Сиди, тези 8 мистични съвършенства. Колебесия казва, не, не ги And Goranga insists, take something from me, take something from me. Goranga says, take something Similar to what Nishrim Hadeh was asking Pralat, take a blessing, take a blessing. And Pralat said, I'm not a, a businessman, I'm not worshipping you to ask you things after that. So Mahaprabhu insists, so Kolabesh Sridhar finally asks for something. И Махапрабху настоява и казва да изчита в крайна сметка искане. So he say may that Brahman who by force took my products may my, be my lord life after life. И той каза нека този брамин, който на сила взимаше моята продукция бъде богът моят обожаван бог живот за живот. So all the gods start to cry when hearing the, the request of Kolavetsvida. И всички бакти започнаха да плачат като чуват. Mahaprabhu says I want to give okay but I want to give you more. I want to give you whole kingdom. And he said, no, only allow me to keep chanting Srinam every moment without interruption. That's my kingdom. So Mahaprabhu said, Tatashtu, let it be and call the next one. <laughs> the next one, Murari Gupta. Come Murari. Murari Gupta. So Murari Gupta is Hanuman in Gorlila. So you can imagine Mahaprabhu showed to Murari Ramchandra. Uh, and Murari saw him found himself as Hanuman. He saw himself as Hanuman. So as he starts to pray, again, similar dynamic. He starts to pray to Mahap to, to Ramachandra and he says, I want to give you a blessing. So you say, whenever I may be born, I may I never forget you at any moment. And in whatever form you are born, in whatever descent, may I join you in that Lila as well. And Mahaprabhu starts to glorify Murari Gupta saying, That's already happening. Mm-hmm. Your very name is indicating that. Murari Gupta. 
This means in your heart, Murari is Gupta. Gupta means hidden. He in whose heart Murari or Krishna is present, hidden there. Gupta означава скрит. Това означава този в чето сърце Мурари или Кришна е скрит. No, he showed that as Hanuman when he, in the famous image when he opens his chest. Той вече го показва това като Хануман с известната там образ, която той показва в сърцето, разкъсва градници, който ще показва си Харанман. We generally hear in, in everyone's heart Paramatma is there. Не обикновено чуваме, че в сърцето на човек е Параматма. When Hanuman opened his chest, What did you see there? Hanuman отворил се на своя гръден кош, какво видяхме? Who is there? Paramatma? Who is there? Sita Ram. So, Paramatma is no longer required. Paramatma is mostly monitoring our journey in this material world. Paramatma вече не е била необходима. Тя така наглежда нашата потешенца в материалния свят. But when you have pure love, Prem, our Ista Dev will come there in whatever form it will take. Но когато вече има чиста према, нашия тишна дей ще дойде с тези ще приеме каквато форма трябва. Мурари Гупта Ки. So next one. Харидас Такур. So Mahapuru starts to remind Haridas. Remember when you were beating in this all these markets? И той му почва да му напомня. Помниш ли като те биеха на всичките тия пазари, те бъдеха те биеха? We mentioned that some days ago. He was beaten in 22 markets by the Muslims want to force him become a Muslim. You were born a Muslim. What do what you are doing following this Hindu Dharma and so on? So Mahaprabhu said at that moment I was ready to kill all those Muslims immediately. <coughs> But since I saw your merciful disposition and you don't want didn't want to see them as aggressors, I didn't do anything. But also I couldn't allow you receiving those like lashes. So Mahaprabhu said, I put my own back to receive the lashes myself. He chose to Haridas Thakur's back and there were the lashes And he said, actually Haridas, one of the reasons I came here was because of your chanting, as we mentioned. You made me come. And when Haridas hears that, he faints. It's too much for He's so humble that to hear you came because of me, he faints. И му казва, всъщност, една от основните причини да се превърна тази земя е заради твоето мантруване. Нали, Харидас? Когато той чува това, той не е толкова смирен. Мабру тази Харидас, wake up and contemplate my manifestation. So he wakes up, but he's crying so much that he cannot see what's going on on the other side. Мабру му казва, събуди се и наблюдавай моето проявление. Той се събужда, гледа го, обаче толкова много плаче, че нищо не вижда. Много пъти ми чуваме това в Шастра. Кришна е дава даршан, а Девот е хотел да има даршан, но торенци от тирс са върхали на върхали. Много често има това в Шастрите. Мабру му иска да върхали даршан, пак си иска да го видят, обаче потоците са ази просто. Евентуално Харидас Тагор започва да прави на Махапрабху и да кажа, моят благодаря е, че мога само да бъде върхали от върхали от върхали. So we see, we see you. Okay, no problem. I don't understand Bulgarian, so for me it's no problem. For you it's funny. So we can see from these replies, I mean, how we should be 
praying to Bhagavan, no? How all these devotees are, Mahaprabhu saying, ask me whatever you want, and all of them are replying in the same line, different things, but in the same vein, basically, no? And Mahaprabhu, of course, replies in, in, in that same way, I'm totally bound by your affection, Haridas. I mean, what can I do? I'm not independent from so all the devotees start to glorify Haridas Thakur and considering him as Brahma and also as Pralat Maharaj. So to say that actually Haridas Thakur is Brahma as we already spoke these days but he's compared with Pralat because as Haridas Thakur had to go to these markets and was slave, Pralad Maras go, went through so many difficulties by Iraniyakash people, but his faith was fixed. Haridas Thakur ki. Advaita Acharya, come. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mahaprabhu said to Advaita you remember before I came before I appeared because Advaita is an elder of Mahaprabhu your, Advaita was a great scholar of the Gita so Mahaprabhu reminded remember that verse of the Gita that once you want you, you, you were not able to explain to yourself because at Beta, always every verse from the Gita, he was able to extract a devotional meaning to it. So he found a verse, but he was not able to find the devotional meaning. And he, at Beta, was feeling, I'm a materialist, I'm not able to draw this meaning from here. So he said, I won't eat till I, I, the meaning is revealed to me. I cannot eat. So he went to sleep fasting and so on. So eventually he had a revelation of the meaning of the verse and Mahaprabhu said, it was me who showed you the meaning of the verse. So then Mahaprabhu raised his hands and said, okay, all the devotees present, ask for whatever blessing you want. So he, he was in that particular disposition, ask me whatever you want and I will give it to you. So again, Advaita, for example, in the very compassionate mood, said, May all the fallen people be saved by you. So by that request of Advaita, we are now blessed and having that, that mercy. So again, different devotees were asking different things, but all of them in this line, actually they were not asking anything for themselves. And Mahabharata was saying, yes, yes, may that be, and so on. So at this point Mukunda is there also in the in the circle. So Srivas Pandit says Mukunda is also with us, but you have not called him. 
He was hiding behind the curtain, sitting there, and, and, and she was saying, why don't you call and you bless Mukunda? He's the only remaining one here. I say, I don't, I want, I don't want to give blessings to Mukunda. <laughs> he changed the mood and entered into a very grave mood, basically. No? They say, why? Uh, because Mukunda, he, when he's with devotees, speaks about bhakti, but sometimes he gets along with other people who are not devotees and he's not behaving properly, as I like. So not only I won't bless Mukunda, I don't want to see Muk- I don't want to give my darshan to Mukunda anymore. So he's forbidden for seeing me from now on. So you can imagine, try to put yourself into the shoes of Mukunda. As I always say, one thing is to see Krishna. And another thing is to stop seeing Krishna after having seen Krishna. Because now we are not seeing Krishna, but we have never seen Krishna. So somehow we continue with our life. But try to imagine when Krishna gives darshan to you and you see Krishna in every sense of the term. And after seeing him, he disappears and you are no longer seeing him. And this case even worse. He himself is saying, I don't want to see you. <laughs> and Mukunda was seeing Mahaprabhu every single day and now he was forbidden. So he was basically about to die when he received those news. Mm-hmm. So it is said that he was in, in his place and, and, and he was about to die and the devotees were so sorry and were thinking what we can do to, to save Mukunda. So they will daily visit Mukunda and share news about Mahaprabhu and he that was the only thing that made maintain him with life, not hearing about Mahaprabhu and so on. And one day Mukunda says, I, I don't think I will be living enough long, but can you ask one question to Mahaprabhu? He said to the associate, and they say yes. Can you ask him when he will give me his darshan again? <laughs> And at this point, that's the only thing that matters for me. That's the only question I have. When I will see him again, nothing more. <coughs> so the devotees say, yes, we will ask him. So they return and say to Mahaprabhu, we visited Mukunda, and Mahaprabhu was, what does he want? <laughs> so the devotees were like, he asked you when you will give him his darshan. Mahaprabhu said, in a million lifetimes. <laughs> Looking in another direction, a million lifetimes. 
So you can imagine the devotees hear that answer and say, we will kill Mukunda by giving him that answer. He cannot wait for a moment, I will say, one million lifetimes. That's a pretty long time. <laughs> but Mukunda was waiting for an answer, so they had to return and tell him the news. <laughs> so when he asked and they tell him one million lifetimes, Mukunda starts to dance and sing and celebrate. <laughs> so the devotees were thinking, maybe he heard wrongly. <laughs> <laughs> he has his left ear blocked, like I, I am not doing this. So they, they went to his right ear and started to shout one million lifetimes. Like, you shouldn't be celebrating, you should be dying at this point. They, they didn't want to kill him, but they were like, what's, what's going on? You're celebrating. <laughs> Mukunda kept dancing and singing and celebrating ecstatically. And he said, yes, yes, I, I heard properly, one million lifetimes. But the point is that I already, I, I, at least I have the... the, the confirmation that, that I will have his darshan again. <coughs> and compared to the beauty and glory of Mahaprabhu's darshan, one million lifetimes, it's nothing. Waiting for that time is, is too little price to pay in or in comparison to such a gift. He continued dancing and singing. So the devotees returned, and Mahaprabhu was waiting to see how Mukunda reacted to that point. So he asked, So what did he say? So, and they told him he started to celebrate and so on and Mahaprabhu said bring him immediately <laughs> the million lifetimes is over <laughs> Krishna says in Gita I am time so he himself can make one million lifetimes into a nanosecond <laughs> So then Mukunda returned and Mahaprabhu said, actually you are my eternal singer. Mukunda is Kirtaniya. So you are my personal eternal Kirtaniya singer. How can I reject you? I was just joking with you. <laughs> so for you to know which is the joking standard in the spiritual world. <laughs> no, no, no sleep and very unique jokes. <laughs> I hope you still want I hope you still want to go there. So Mahaprabhu said, you are my eternal singer, I, I given prema bhakti to your voice, your voice is imbued with love, divine love, so whatever, whatever I will be, you will be there with me. So in this way Mukunda was crying and crying, feeling ashamed, and Mahaprabhu embraced him. 
to Srimukunda ki So this way somehow closes this Mahaprakash Lila, which is a very important section in which Mahaprabhu is showing his different manifestations and reciprocating with his devotees. A very, very loving section. So now, before for closing today's meeting, we will go to some Lila in connection with again Nityananda Prabhu as the main character. Which has to do with the deliverance of Jagai and Madai. But before that one, there is one brief mention again with Nityananda Prabhu as, as main character. When Nityananda appeared, Mahaprabhu was there with his associates and Nityananda appeared like totally out of this world, totally naked. So again, pretty unorthodox. You generally do not appear naked into a social gathering. So to say that Mahaprabhu started himself to cover Nityananda with his own clothes, and start to glorify him in front of his associates, I would say, to make sure you are understanding who he is properly. And then he asked Nityananda, give me a piece of your coping, which is the loincloth, which he was not wearing. He was naked, but he had the loincloth like here on his head or something. So he started to take that piece of loincloth and start to tear it in pieces and to give to each of his associates and say, you put this long, this cloth in your, like a kavacha, like an amulet, amulet, and you will be, all your senses will be under control. Like implying he seems like a crazy person, naked one, but actually he's totally self-controlled. It, he's out of control because of love, not because of the other thing. So you use this, you will be sense control yourself and you will attain topmost bhakti. And then he says to his associate, now come and bathe the feet of Nityananda and drink that charanamrita. And of course the devotees do that and they start like to become intoxicated in ecstasy and and a kirtan begins. <laughs> so both Gaur and Nityananda start to dance and celebrate and at the end of the kirtan again Mahaprabhu gives a discourse to his associates about the position of Nityananda so as we mentioned, Mahaprabhu in Gaur Lila is always assuring that everyone is properly understanding Nityananda. And the roles here are inverted. In Krishna Lila, Nityananda is Balaram and Balaram is the elder brother and taking care that Krishna is not misbehaving. Krishna Krishna 
but in Gorlila roles are reversed. And now Balaram as Nityananda is the Nocti one, and Krishna as Mahaprabhu is the one, the Mariat Purusha, the one who assures his behaving properly. Or if he's not behaving properly, at least everyone is understanding him properly. <laughs> Which is the case generally. So, then we go to the pastime of Jagai Madai. We will close today with that important, famous Lila. It is said that once Mahaprabhu, like, out of the blue, asked Nityananda and Haridas, you go dog, dog, uh, door by door in Navadvip and preach. And beg from people to sing Harinam and at the end of the day, of each day, come to me and give me a report of, of your day. So, you can imagine powerful preachers, someone knocking your door, there is Nityananda Prabhu and Haridas. And, and people normally, when these sadhus come, they offer something in charity and they say, the only charity we want is, we beg you, chant Hari. So many people were of course charmed by then accepting that, but there were different reactions also. And one of those different reactions have to do with Jagai Madai. So who are these Jagai Madai? They were two brothers who were born in very high Brahmin families. But despite their pious birth, they have totally degraded and it is said that there was no sin they had not committed. But it is said that even despite they engage in all sins, somehow they never engage in Bajnav Aparat. Don't ask me how did they did to do that. <laughs> so it is said that, that Nityananda one day is walking and he he passed through them, he sees them and he asks who they are. So someone describes, no, there are these two Brahmins, but they are totally degraded to the point their family has totally rejected them. They were the worst sinners that you... And Nityananda say, wow, this, they are the perfect vessel for mercy. <laughs> So Nityananda thought, I will never find such extreme case anywhere else. So if they get saved by gore, the whole world will get saved, basically. So then he, Nityananda shares his thoughts and idea with Haridas Thakur and Haridas Thakur said, just by you thinking in this way, they are already saved. <laughs> so both Nityananda and Haridas after sharing 
these ideas approached Jagai Madai while everyone in Naudi was like preventing them, do not do that, do not do that, they are criminals, they are the worst, but they approached them to preach to them. But Jagai Madai were totally drunk at that moment and generally always, so when they approached him they started to be angry with Nityananda Haridas and to chase them, trying to hit them. So it is described how both Haridas and Nityananda were escaping from them and blaming each other, like you are throwing me into this situation, I came now and we are all these problems are happening. So it is said that due that since uh, both Jagai Madai were pretty fat and were drunk, they were not able to run that fast either. So they didn't they didn't catch them. So they come back to Mahaprabhu and they give the daily report and sharing what happened with Jagai Madai. So when hearing that this Jagai Madai wanted to attack Nityananda Haridas, Mahaprabhu enters into a mood like I will cut them into pieces. So Nityananda says, no, 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 Prabhu. Actually, only if you save them, your name of Patita Pavana, or deliverer of the fallen, will be duly correct and deserved by you. And Mahaprabhu say, actually, by seeing you, Mahaprabhu say to Nityananda, they are already delivered. And at that moment also Haridas Thakur was there, Advaita Acharya was there, and Haridas Thakur started to, to complain to Advaita about Nityananda. <laughs> like his preaching partner. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like saying he always is getting us into trouble. He likes to do so many weird things. <laughs> Sometimes we go to preach and he's interesting to the jumps in into the Ganga starts to struggle with the crocodiles there. <laughs> Sometimes he jumps on bulls and tries to ride the bulls, sometimes stealing butter from the people of the villages. <laughs> now when he's on the bull he says I'm Shiva and then, and then he's pro- proposing marriage to the ladies on the way. <laughs> Haridas Thakur said, if I say something to him, he starts insulting me. And now on top of that, he got with these two drunkards, which are so sinful, and like this. No? So Advaita replies today, well, it's logical that someone who is drunker will get along with other drunkers. <laughs> so he say, in a few days, these two drunkers, Jagai Madai, will become drunk, but drunker by of Prem. So it is said that after the, some days there of this, 
Jagai Madai established himself in an area which was close to where Mahaprabhu and his associates engaged in Sankirtan. Sometimes they will hear the Sankirtan at the distance and they will start to dance, but being drunk only. No? <laughs> so now comes the moment when Nityananda goes again towards Jagai Madai because he wants to deliver them and he starts to try to to them and at that point Madai hits Nityananda on his head with a pot, earthen pot, and Nityananda's head starts to bleed. <laughs> so when when Jagai sees that he becomes like like repent repentant? Mm. Like this, I mean, this was too much. Now, we are crazy, and we, but what my brother did now was like too much. So somehow he feels like repentant. And he stops his brother from further attacking So it is said that immediately the news came to the ears of Mahaprabhu, who was not there, but who immediately appeared on the scene. So you can imagine Mahaprabhu is coming and sees Nityananda with blood on his on all of his fair, his body and face. So although Mahaprabhu is mentioned as he's not coming to kill the demons but to kill the demonic mentality, at that moment he cannot control himself he invokes Sudarshan Chakra. So he's ready to cut the heads of Jagai Madai at that moment. Although it's not the mood of he's not supposed to do that. <laughs> so immediately when Nityananda sees that he falls at the feet of Mahaprabhu says Jagai protected me when Madai hit my head, so he, he protected from further heat. So, see something nice in them, basically. <laughs> in one of them, at least. We have to begin somewhere. <laughs> so, if you can appreciate that good in him, give, give the two of them, give me these two brothers to me in charity, say Nityananda to Mahaprabhu. So immediately at that moment Mahaprabhu embraces Jagai and immediately Jagai receives Prem Bhakti and falls to the ground in ecstasy. And faints. And when he wakes up he sees Mahaprabhu in Chaturbhuj, four arms, and he faints again. <laughs> and then Mahaprabhu puts his feet on Jagai's chest and Jagais embraces that feet and starts to cry with deep transformation, basically. So, when Madai, who was the one who hit Nityananda, sees all this transformation in his brother, he himself starts to become transformed. And actually he realizes what I did was the worst possible thing. No? So he falls at the feet of Mahaprabhu begging forgiveness and mercy. So Mahaprabhu said, the body of Nityananda is more valuable than my own life. 
So if you want to be relieved from this offense, you have to obtain the forgiveness from him, not from me. And of course, Madai obeys and falls at the feet of Nityananda. So of course, this is the main point how to act when we engage in Vaishnava Aparad. We have to obtain the forgiveness from the person we offended. It's not that I offend Kripadam Prabhu when I come to Greg and say, please forgive me for this offense. <laughs> Greg will tell me, I mean, I have nothing to do with this. You go to the person you offended. No? So Madai did this and fell at the feet of Nityananda. Nityananda said to Mahaprabhu, if I did any pious thing in my life, in my previous lifetimes, and he did a lot, Nityananda, <laughs> I confer all, those, all that credit to Madai now, at this moment. <laughs> So after saying that, Nityananda embraces Madai. So you can imagine the result of that embrace. <laughs> so the two brothers who were the worst of the worst now became the best of the best with the grace of Gorn and Nityananda was and Mahaprabhu instructs them, okay, now you are transformed, do not sin anymore, and from that moment on, I will eat through you. I will appear in you. You will be a manifestation of myself. So a great kirtan was done for celebrating this occasion, and Jagai Madai were part of that and were introduced to Mahaprabhu's associates, and they start to pray to all of his associates with great humility and great repentance and crying and crying. And Mahaprabhu asked to the devotees, please bless these two brothers, with, no, shower them with your blessings. And then he says, these two brothers were so sinful, but now they changed by the grace of Nityananda. So from whoever from now on offends Vaishnav, the reaction, I mean, he says, the reactions of the sins that Jagai Madai committed will be thrown to that person who engaged in Vaishnava So, be good boys and girls, behave properly. If not, Jagai Madai's karma is waiting for you. <laughs> And Mahaprabhu say very clearly, nobody should see them as drunkards and sinners anymore, but as exalted Vaishnavas. So he makes this important point, we are not to judge a Vaishnav by his past. They say every saint has their past, every sinner has their future. 
So we should be generous with each other and only judge a Vaishnava according to the potential that the, the, the Vaishnava has because of the grace they received. Sometimes, Sometimes in this world people is judging each other because of something they did 30 years back or something. So you are not allowed to change. You are limited to that thing you did who knows where ago. No? <clears throat> Some other people is more generous and are judging you according to what you are doing now in the present. <laughs> Which still may be quite messy. Because we say, okay, we should not be judged according to what we did in the past. So you say, okay, oof, big relief. <laughs> but Mahaprabhu will say, we are not even to be judged according to what we are doing in the present. So we will say, wow, big relief. <laughs> he said, we are to be considered according to our future, according to all that we can become. So that's how Mahaprabhu and Guru and the cells are seeing us, only in terms of our potential. Even if some disaster thing is at in the present moment, they are not seeing that. They are like seeing all the bright future that is waiting for us. So if they have that such a generous glance on us, we should honor that by having that general glance on others as well. So in this way Mahaprabhu was teaching this lesson and telling everyone, do not judge Jagai Madai from who they were, even who they are, who they were one minute ago, but who they are now and the brilliant future. So of course all Vaishnavas accept that and start to offer pranam to Jagai Madai as great Vaishnavas. <laughs> five minutes before they were running from them so they don't kill them but now they're offering pranam to them. <laughs> That's the power of Nityananda's grace. In one moment no? someone who wants to kill you now you're offering pranam to them. <laughs> So it is said that after that all go to the Ganges to celebrate and a big war, water war starts there in between all of them. And it is said that nobody knew who was the Lord and who was the servant. All that hierarchy disappeared in that moment of quarreling with each other, like wrestling with each other in the water. So generally after each night of this Sankirtan night Lila they will go to the Ganga and have this water pastime. Similar to Krishna Lila after Rasa Lila they go to the Jamuna. So in connection to this wonderful lila of the conversion of Jagai Madai, it is said that generally devas and great personalities visited 
Mahaprabhu, and, and, and in this case Jamaraj appears, who heard about the news of Jagai Madai's conversion. So as you know, Jamaraj is the one who has the, like, the whole register of the sins of every person and is like organizing the proper results. So he heard that these extremely sinful personalities, now they were like totally redeemed people. So he asked to his assistants, bring me the list of sins of Jagai Madai, please. So when he sees all that they done and who they were now by the grace of Mahaprabhu and Nityananda, Jamarash collapsed and fell in ecstasy to the ground. He's a great devotee. So other devas saw Jamaraj in that situation and said, oh, this is something interesting is going on there. Let's go. Let's get close to him. So to say that Brahman Shiva got close to Jamaraj and chanted Srinam and he awoke and shared the news and all the devas like were totally surprised and in Kirtan celebrating this conversion and those were the only news spread in the three universes at that moment, the conversion of Jagai Madai, the conversion of Jagai <laughs> So it is said that after this conversion, Jagai Madai were really serious deep practitioners. They will chant daily two lakhs, which means 200,000 names, which means and they were deeply repentant and crying and crying for their past. No, it's not that oh, now we are redeemed, we don't care for who we were. They were really deeply crying for that. And Mahaprabhu daily went to visit them and feed them and try to, to console them, especially Madai, who was the one who hit Nityananda. He was especially like tortured by that idea yet. So one day Nityananda Prabhu was walking and Madai sees Nityananda coming and he fell at his feet and cries and cries, say, great personalities are worshipping your divine form and I try to I, and I try to kill that. I mean who who I am, I'm the worst of the worst. But Nityan in a very merciful way say, I, I didn't take offense. I'm like a father. You no, know, if a father is with a child and the child hits the father, the father won't take offense. So for me it was just like a game and actually whoever takes Mahaprabhu and, and his life and soul, I'm sold to that person. Now famously Nityananda will say Bhaja Gauranga Kaha Gauranga Laha Gauranga Namare Sejjana Gauranga Vaja Seyamara Prane 
Now you say worship Goranga, uh, speak about Goranga, Bahagbaja uh, Goranga, Kaha Goranga, Lah speak about him, worship him. Whoever does he, that becomes my own life and so on. No problem. <laughs> Нали, обожайте Горанга, възпявайте Горанга, този, който прави това е моят живот и душа. So Nita embraces Madhai, who's still crying and, and wants, still he's feeling repentant, saying, what can I do to counteract this, what can I do? His humility, no, he's asking that. И Тенанда прегръща Мадай, който се още плаче и има това разкаяние, каза, какво да направи, какво да направи. And he says, okay, I, I have attacked you and you have forbidden me, but I also attacked so many other entities. And I cannot recall who they were because I was drunker most of the time. So how to counteract all this violence to our other jivas? So Nityananda says, you, you can do the following thing. You have to construct a gut, not like a bathing place here in Naudwit. And you will be remaining there and offering your obeisances to every person that comes and bathes them there. And you ask them to bless you. And by that you will be free from all the reactions of those offenses committed towards other living entities. So this is a very important part of our sadhana that sometimes somehow it's neglected, which is to offer obeisances. Now that's not like a, it should not be a mechanical thing, just like head down, head up, and I repeat this mantra, oh, there comes the sannyas, I have to offer obeisances, if not I will fast today. <laughs> This type of thing is not like that. It should be a heartfelt exercise through which I, I invoke humility and I try to really offer respect to every living being. We hear, for example, that the Goswamis have a daily sadhana, not only of chanting a certain number of rounds, but offering a certain number of, of pranam per day. So that, my point is that that's not something to be underestimated, the power of this, um, although it's an ex- external exercise, it creates an internal disposition. <clears throat> so in this way, Madai, and, and with the help of Jagai, constructs the bathing place and starts to revere every inhabitant of Navali, who all of them, they remember these were the worst sinners possible, and now they are in such a mood, they were, everyone was com- like, charmed by the degree of their conversion. <coughs> so 
So this ghat is still there in Navadvip. It's one of the main sacred spots to visit. So hopefully very soon there is chance to go there because it's a very special point which shows how Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu showed the, his, their extreme mercy to these very needy brothers. Because by hearing all this we should feel okay. I also in need of that. I'm actually as Krishna Das Kavirat say, Jagai Madai Hatimuni se papista. I'm actually worse than Jagai Madai, Krishna. I say they were sinners, but they, they, they never never did Vaishnava Parad. I do so much Vaishnava Parad, even though I dress myself as a sadhu. <laughs> so Krishna does say, even though I'm worse than Jagai Madai, Nityananda is so merciful to me. So we, we should concentrate so much our praise into the direction of Nityananda Prabhu. Mahaprabhu is Mahabadan Jaya, Nityananda is Maha Mahabadan Jaya, the most most merciful person. So they say that Mahaprabhu will give prem to whoever may ask that, but Nityananda Prabhu will give it even to those who are not asking that. So we may be in that case. We are not that much asking that. So, but we know we should be asking that. So we will pray to Nityananda, please give us your mercy. So, and as we know, Jagai Madai, just in case technical detail, they are Jai Bijai, the, the, the gatekeepers of Vaikuntha. You know the Lila they were coming, they had to come in three birds on earth in Satya Treta and Dwapara Yuga. So Satya Yuga came and Hiranya Kashipu and Hiranyaksha. And they were killed by Narasimha Dev and Baraha, respectively. And then they came in, in Treta Yuga and Ram Lila, Sravan and Kumbhakarna. Oh, were killed, of course, by Sri Ram and so on. And then in Krishna Lila and Dwapara Yuga came a Danta Bakran Sisupal. So they have to come for three births on earth. Because of this Lila, I won't enter into the details, but when they heard, oh, but Krishna is going as Mahaprabhu in Kali Yuga, we, we, we take a fourth birth and go there. So they appear as Jagai Madai. So actually they are eternal associates of Bhagavan. <laughs> but, but performing this Lila for us who are not eternal associates, 
Но извършвайки тази, тази дело за нас, които не сме вечни. We are the real Jagaya Madais. They are eternal associates. Ние сме истинските Jagaya Madais. Те са вечни спътници. So it's us who need to really enter into this mood and pray for mercy and feel all the things that Jagaya Madai were exhibiting here. Ние сме тези, които трябва да влязат в тази настроение да се молим за милост и да изпитваме всички тези чувства, които те показват сега. So may our prayers be sincerely in that direction when we request this costless mercy. Okay, so some words I want to share with you today concerning some of the further lilas in this Yobana period of Mahaprabhu's life. So tomorrow we will be continuing with some other further lilas of this same period. And the day after tomorrow we will have our sixth and last meeting in which we will be entering to the details of Mahaprabhu Sanyas. Which is not technically speaking part of Navadvip Lila, but since we didn't describe that in detail in our previous series of Puri Lila, we will do it now. Което технически не е част от Навадиплилата, но понеже предишния път това да говорихме за Пурилилата, не влязах на детал, сега ще го споменем. So, hope to see you there. You are all invited and thank you so much for your time and presence here. Надявам се да ви видя там, че са поканени. Благодаря за вашето време и присъствие днес тук. And again, thank you to the Lebotis here for my for invitation to visit the Mandir, their temple. Srila Gurudev ki jai, Srila Bhakti Agoy Narayan Maharaj ki jai, Amal Tirta Maharaj ki jai, Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Sri Nityananda Prabhu ki jai, Sri Haninam Sankirtan ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrindan ki jai, Gaur Pramana 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 ki j